Welcome to the Northbound Wealth Podcast. All opinions expressed by me, my co-hosts, or my guests are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Northbound Wealth Management, LLC. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment, tax, or legal advice, or as a solicitation to offer or buy any securities. Clients of Northbound Wealth Management, LLC, may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. June 15th, it's approximately 2.40 p.m. Eastern Time. This weekly Market Insights uh, is reviewing last week. So I published a blog release on June 13th with the title, Stocks Dip on Inflation Report. So let's review last week first, and then I'll get to what happened about 40 minutes ago with the Fed raising rates 0.75%. So let's review last week. A higher than expected inflation report triggered a sell-off on last Friday, leaving stocks in the red for the week. The Dow Jones uh, industrial average lost 4.58%, while the S&P 500 dropped 5.05%. NASDAQ index slid 5.6% for the week. MSCI EFA index, which tracks developed overseas stock markets, declined 1.81%. So a quick check on the markets. The Dow year-to-date through last week's close is down 13.61%. The NASDAQ's down 27.52%. EFA index is down 14.71%. And then the S&P for the year uh as of close of last week is down 18.16%. Now, this does not include the drop that we just had on this past Monday, which was substantial. Um, the 10-year treasury notes close last week was 3.16%. Uh, for the week last week, it's up 22 basis points year to date. Uh, means that the 10-year note's up 1.64%. Uh, just to let you guys know, the 10-year note just closed at, I think, or just closed, I think yesterday, day before at 3.5%. And it's going to go higher given what the Fed just did. Um, and so uh, when it's interesting how the bond market is digesting all of this stuff. Um, and remember guys, the bond market is, oh, about, I believe about five, six times bigger than the stock market. So um, it's something that everyone needs to pay attention to. So stocks gyrated between gains and losses last week until sliding lower on Friday due to, like I said, the hot inflation report, which heightened worries over a more aggressive Fed and a further economic slowdown. Stocks move higher to begin the week despite rising bond yields, a profit warning from major retailer and Senate testimony by Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen, who said that inflation was likely to remain elevated. Stocks turn lower later in the week uh, and on renewed concerns of an economic slowdown sparked by downward revision of the, uh, the Federal Reserve Atlanta's real-time Fed estimate of second quarter GDP growth and a drop in new mortgage applications. Investors lightening up on stocks ahead of Friday's inflation report may have also contributed to Thursday's selling. So inside inflation, so consumer prices rose 8.6% year over year in May marking the highest rate since December 1981. Price increases over the last 12 months were driven by a 34.6% jump in energy prices and by food costs, which climbed 10.1%. Used car and truck prices, which have seen three straight months of declines, rose 1.8% from April, 
while airfares soared 12.6% in May. Holy cow, have they ever soared? I've never seen tickets cost so much. Uh, May's inflation exceeded economists' forecasts and dashed the hopes that inflation had plateaued. In a separate econo economic report on Friday, real wages, net of inflation fell 0.6% in April and were lower by 3% from 12 months ago. So um, what's interesting is today is Wednesday. So I'm a little bit uh, past Monday, Tuesday announcement stuff for last week. Um, retail sales today, FOMC announcement that happened tomorrow, uh, which is Thursday, uh, the 16th. Jobless claims, housing starts Friday, industrial production. The index of leading economic indicators is out as well. Um, we're following and tracking all this economic data because there's quite a bit of it at the moment. Um, a lot for the market to digest. Companies reporting earnings. Uh, tomorrow will be Adobe and then the Kroger company. Those are the two more notable names. And um, yeah, uh, I'll talk about, let me just close this up uh, by the next segment that you'll hear is going to be about uh, business cycles and about pullbacks, corrections, and bear markets. So please tune in for that. And it's coming up in just like a few seconds. So stay tuned. Uh, but right before then, I did want to make a comment that uh, the Fed, Jay Powell, raising rates 0.75 basis points, uh, means that for the year, the, the Fed funds rate is up 1.5%. Um, and it looks like um, Jay Powell said that they're expeditiously going to be raising rates on, on an ongoing basis, which he thinks over the long term will like peg uh, inflation to 2% uh, to hit their 2% target. That's interesting that he says that and maintains saying that uh, because it implies that over the whatever the long term is defined as by the, by the FOMC that it looks like they expect inflation to trend down, not up or stay up and plateau and stay there. So that's good news for retirement plans, retirees drawing income and good news for all of us who buy goods and services, which uh, is, is how our economy even operates. So um, the Fed is also at the same time of raising rates, expeditiously gonna be uh, reducing the balance sheet. Um, and that's quantitative tightening. Uh, they're going to be pulling liquidity out of the system. And, you know, the equity markets and the bond markets are really responding to that um, in an interesting way. So uh, when it comes to portfolio allocation, diversification is key. Uh, maintaining a solid investment strategy anchored in both stocks and bonds and real estate and potentially some alternatives not hedge funds, but other alternatives that provide um, uh, different correlation elements uh, within portfolios is key to uh, a solid financial strategy. So if you need any help with that, please give us a call, 317-399-1107, uh, 317-399-1107, or shoot me an email. You can email me at bfoster at northboundwealth.com. That's bfoster at northboundwealth.com. But I'll uh, parlay this into the next couple of little segments of information that might be helpful, a little articulation around the business cycle, pullbacks, corrections, and bear markets. The business cycle.
This is a summary of business cycles. We're going to touch on recovery and recession, moving in waves and stages of uh, the cycle or different cycles. What has upswings and downturns, troughs, peaks, and plateaus? Though such terms could easily describe a roller coaster ride, they are also commonly used to describe the business cycle. The business cycle, which is also known as the economic cycle, refers to fluctuations in economic activity over several months or years. Tracking the cycle helps professionals forecast the direction of the economy. The National Bureau of Economic Research makes official declarations about the economic cycle based on specific factors, including the growth of uh, gross domestic product, household income, and employment rates. So there's uh, a few things you need to learn about these different business cycles. There's recovery and recession. So think about that, recovery and recession. An upswing or recovery occurs when the economic indicators improve over time. A recession occurs when those same indicators go through a contraction. A particularly long or severe recession is referred to as a depression. Despite being called a cycle, it's important to understand that the business cycle is not regular or even cyclical. Its pattern resembles the movement of waves. And those waves don't consistently undulate at set periodic intervals. Some recoveries have lasted several years, while others have only been measured in months. Recessions, too, can last for a number of years or be as short as a few months. Moving in waves. In stages of the cycle. So how should investors look at information about the business cycle? Investors who understand the economy, that the economy moves through periods of recovery and recession may have a better perspective on the overall market. During recovery, understanding whether the economy is at an early stage of the cycle may influence certain investment decisions. Conversely, during a recession, deciphering whether the economy is passing through a shallow or deep cycle may be influential as well. The business cycle will transition from recovery to recession and recession to recovery over, the, over months. Understanding that the economy travels through these cycles may help put current business conditions in better perspective. Pullbacks, corrections, and bear markets. When the market drops, some investors lose perspective that downtrends and uptrends are part of the investing cycle. When stock prices break lower, it's a good time to review common terms that are used to describe the market's downward momentum. Number one, pullbacks. The pullback represents the mildest form of a sell-off in the markets. You might hear an investor or trader refer to a dip of five to 10% after a peak as a quote pullback. Number two, corrections. This is the next degree in severity. It's called a correction. If a market or markets retreat, 10 to 20% after a peak, you're in correction territory. At this point, you're likely on guard for the next tier. Number three, this is the next tier. It's a bear market. The decline is 20% or more since the last peak. Currently, this is 2022. We're in the midst of a bear market. And the, the number one thing to remember about all of this 
is that this is a normal part of markets. Pullbacks, corrections, and bear markets are part of an investing cycle. When stock prices are trending lower, some investors can second guess their risk tolerance, but periods of market volatility can be the worst times to consider portfolio decisions. Pullbacks and corrections are relatively common and represent something that investors may see from time to time in their financial life, often several times over the course of a decade. Bear markets are much rarer. In fact, between April of 1947 and September of 2021, there have only been 14 bear markets. A retirement strategy formed with a financial professional like the folks at Northbound Wealth Management has market volatility factored in to their plans for you. As you continue your relationship with that professional, they will also be at your side to make any adjustments and help you make any necessary decisions along the way. Their goal is to help you pursue your goals. A quick technical analysis spotlight on the S&P 500. I was taking a look at the the S&P 500 and its 50-day moving average, its 200-day moving average, and its Fibonacci retracement levels. Uh, looking back um, at the 2020 low to its 2022 peak and where we're trading now, and it looks like the S&P um, reached its 38% retracement and broke down. Uh, that was the, like the first major downside target, but a close uh, below the 38% retrace, which happened, would signal a further drop to the 50% retracement of that move from the 2020 low to the 2022 low, uh, high or peak. Um, and, and that 50% retrace level is 3,500 on the S&P. So keep that in mind in the near term. And that concludes our quick technical analysis check on the S&P 500. I'll, uh, I'll expand more on technical analysis, but I don't want to get too far into the weeds in, in other future episodes. Thanks. Thanks.